Welcome to another episode of the Alter Your Health Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, hello and welcome. We value your time and energy and hope you receive a lot from tuning in. As a listener-supported show, we rely on you to help us grow. We'd be so grateful if you share the show or a favorite episode with a friend or fellow health seeker. Living a healthy and nourishing life doesn't always come easily, especially in today's crazy world. But that's why we're here, doing what we love, hopefully helping you along with information and inspiration that fuels your health pursuits. If you're looking for more support, consider subscribing to the monthly Meal Guide membership. Just $11 per month gets you access to a weekly meal guide filled with healing and delicious whole food plant-based recipes, along with invitations to our regularly scheduled support calls where we can connect, answer questions, and keep the good vibes flowing in our healthy lives. You can learn more at www.alter.health slash meal dash guides. And if you're looking for more in-depth support, check out our other services. We offer both one-on-one consulting as well as educational programs. All of our current offerings are listed at www.alter.health. Our ultimate goal is to empower you to heal yourself. Keeping with that theme, let's dive into today's show. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Alter Your Health Live, your source of information and inspiration to promote the holistic transformation of your health, your health, your health, and the health of our planet. I'm your host, Dr. Benjamin Alter. And I'm Dr. Susanna Alter. And today we're going to cover my, literally my most my favorite part of nutrition, my favorite, if I was going to focus in on anything in nutrition, this would be my favorite. And it's the topic of fiber, which is something that people don't talk about. It's true. It's they true. They talk about carbs, they talk about fat, they talk about protein. But where's the fiber at? Where's the fiber at? So we're going to tell you where the fiber's at in this talk. And we might also cover some other things that have been on our mind and on our in things that we've been discussing personally. But I think it's important to start with regard to fiber. It's important to know that fiber is only found in plants. And it's found in all plants. All plants have fiber. And a lot of people, I've heard so many people just dismiss fiber by saying, oh, it, you know, you just it's you just poop it out and like it's not important you know it does the fact of the matter is fiber doesn't fuel us it doesn't provide fuel for our body so people say oh it's just like whatever but what it does fuel is it fuels the microbiome in the gut the microbiota of the gut the organisms that live in the gut eat fiber and those organisms are all the rage these days so in my opinion fiber should be all the rage it's true you can't walk into a health food store without seeing probiotic after probiotic i mean it's a really hot topic and it's because we are discovering that the health of our microbiome is directly just impacts the rest of our body so it's really important to make sure that those little critters in the gut are doing well so I often, I don't know about you, Dr. Susanna. Well, I do know about you, <laughs> I know, but I know that I am often asked what my favorite 
probiotics are? Mm -hmm. And to that question, I always respond, my favorite probiotics are prebiotics, which is actually another, another word that's used to describe fiber. It's prebiotics. And prebiotics is interesting. Prebiotics are kind of catching on in the health and wellness world. People are taking prebiotic supplements and um, eating prebiotic foods, which are just fiber. Um, but for some reason, the word fiber is still like, you know, it's like for grandpa, you know, it's like metamucil to, you know, prunes and stuff. And right, your fiber one cereal. Yeah. So. Well, let's start at a, what are the two different types of fiber? Let's break it down here. The two different types, is that a question for me? Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll start us off. So there's insoluble fiber and there's soluble fiber. And soluble fiber we find in foods that um, are kind of um, like slimy and like mucilaginous, if I can say that word. For example, um, like apples, they're filled with pectin and blueberries are filled with pectin. But also you think of uh, like flax seeds and chia seeds and that kind of gel that forms around the seed when you soak it in water. Mm. And so all of this is soluble fiber. And Ben, why don't you take it away? What's soluble fiber really good for? Well, solu well all, you know, I like to break it up into soluble and insoluble just to know the difference. But I think backing up a step, it's important to know that pretty much fiber in its natural form is found like insoluble and soluble fiber most often coexist. Yes, certainly. You know? certainly. So, so yeah, there's, so you. Well, I was trying to get at a lot of times doctors <laughs> talk about eating insoluble fiber to help lower cholesterol levels. Oh, yeah. Because this kind of soluble fiber, it's also found in oatmeal, uh, helps to bind excess cholesterol and helps you to pass it through your stool. Um, so that's one use that the medical community uses fiber for, recommends it for. Um, insoluble fiber, we find much more in kind of our leafy green vegetables, and we think of it as our like bulking fiber, and um, it's insoluble. So it really just moves through your gut and uh, helps you to have more regular bowel movements and also softer bowel movements. So um, that's probably more of the, the, when people think about why should I eat fiber, they think about that aspect of it. Yeah, so in addition to um, the cholesterol binding and lowering you know, capacity that fiber has, um, eating, insoluble, eating soluble and insoluble fiber also helps to bind toxins and um, all sorts of other stuff that might be present in our gut and just shuttle it out. Um, so, yeah, so uh, that's definitely one aspect of what fiber does is binding and shuttling stuff out. And I also like to think about fiber going through the, the intestinal tract as kind of like a scrub brush. Mm -hmm. Like mechanically... You know, on the mechanical, physical level, level, you know, fiber is like fibrous compounds that scrub the intestines and keep things clean and bind onto those toxins and excess cholesterol. 
and you know bulk the stool and um that's it these are good things important things certainly yeah indeed so um just scrolling through my notes here so i want to talk about all of the benefits beyond um be, you know, beyond big poops <laughs> all of the benefits beyond big poops um so we talked about cholesterol control uh we talked about the um the health of the microbiome which um is something that we can maybe talk about a little bit in a little bit greater depth um because the microbiome it's it's honestly i wouldn't say that i've scanned the research articles and read every research article that's written about the microbiome but i do know that there's a lot of research being done and a lot of people are realizing that the health of the microbiome is directly related to our mental health as well as our physical health as well as our weight and there are different microbes in the gut that are associated with obesity over being a normal weight and when we eat a diet that's higher in fiber we're eating the microbes and we're eating we're fueling the microbes that promote a healthy weight so it's important to consider fiber as kind of like a weight release weight management supplement or i guess if you, food strategy yeah and and what we like to to think about that i mean we we hear over and over how important it is to have a diverse microbiome in our gut and to really get a very diverse microbiome you have to eat a very diverse diet with lots of different fruits and vegetables being a really important component yeah so so um yeah that's yeah. A, but that's about it in terms of like the weight management weight release kind of approach with a high fiber diet. The other thing that's really important to know about fiber is since it's not digested by us and it's digested by the microbes in our gut, um, it's, and it like, it fills our stomach. And we've got these stretch receptors in the stomach that are really important when it comes to signaling to our brains that we are satiated, that we're full. When our stomach stretches, we literally feel it that's one way that we know that we've eaten enough. And if, um, if a diet is low in fiber, you know, I'll just put uh, a piece of a chicken breast, for example, zero grams of fiber in a chicken breast. You've, you eat a chicken breast that's like, I don't, I don't know if you can see me, it's like, you know, two inches by three inches. I don't know what a standard chi chicken breast is. But that's not that much food quantity wise so it goes in your stomach and it kind of sits there like like you know as most things do but it doesn't fill and expand to signal those those stretch receptors and tell you that you're necessarily full unless you eat like a big chicken breast that's like uh, yeah yeah anyways you get the idea like the more quantity that you eat the more you're going to signal to your brain that you're full which makes total sense so, um, you know, Susanna and I, we always have a plate that's like totally overflowing with food and it might only be like six or 700 calories, but it's totally fiberful as we like to say. 
and um, it's nutrient dense and naturally calorie low, you know, low calorie, but really high fiber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am I missing anything? No, that's it. I mean, so, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people focus on, um, oh, what macronutrients should I be getting in my diet? But it's almost like if you just focus on getting a lot of fiber in your diet, like you're probably going to be eating a really healthy diet. Yeah, if, <laughs> that's exactly what I say. If you're going to focus on one, I hate focusing on numbers, you know, and macros and like grams of this and grams of that. But, but if you are to focus on one thing, then I would say focus on fiber. But some people, I, I do want to address this then, because some people might be saying, oh, but the high fiber foods, they just make me really gassy. Like beans? I definitely want, I can't eat that's, beans. that's kind of the, that's an important topic to, to touch upon for sure. And I was going to say something else, but it might be slipping out of my consciousness. So why don't you talk about. Sorry, I took you off track. Yeah. Why don't you talk about that? while I remember. Okay, well... So, yeah, people... I hear it all the time as well. Yeah. You know, I, I can't can, digest beans. And I've been through this myself. With my... With my... GI issue, I remember... I couldn't eat beans. That many... Vegetables. Because it was just... I burn it caused a lot of bloating. Um, but... What happens when uh, there's some disturbances in the gut microbiome um, or if like you just haven't been eating a very high fiber diet for a long time, you're, you're so maybe, um, maybe it's not really balanced in the proper way. So when you do give the, the, those little critters, you know, when you do give them when you do give the prebiotics they like have a party they throw a party right they get overwhelmed they they're get like overwhelmed. oh my gosh what are we doing all this food? Yeah. so that's gonna in some gas and some flatulence and i think you know what what some people say is that um you know oh if i have small intestinal bacterial overgrowth if i feed those bugs fiber then they're gonna like take over and they're the ones causing all this gas and they're releasing all this, you know, toxic byproduct. Um, but in my experience, it's really not the case. Um, what one needs to do is just slowly introduce little bits of fiber into the diet, even if that's, you know, starting with like five beans or starting with like a nibble of broccoli. You just gotta, you is. just gotta be a bean counter. <laughs> and count your beans, but literally sometimes it's one spoonful one day, two spoonfuls the next. Uh-huh. And the other thing is to, um, um, you know, diversify the types of beans and the ty- fiber sources, you know. So maybe eating a spoonful of black beans on Monday and maybe some and sweet potato brassicas. and brassicas on Tuesday mm-hmm. and maybe a spoonful two spoonfuls of garbanzo beans on Wednesday. Um, I, and ideally, you'll get to the point where you'll have all of these more fiber-full foods on all days. Mm-hmm. And then that's a happy day. Yeah. So don't get discouraged if, if you know, if you blow it after eating a, a big serving of Brussels sprouts, you know, 
maybe maybe you just need to kind of build up the tolerance your microbiome's tolerance to all this yeah good food it's true the the thing that i that slipped out of my mind before that maybe i should have brought up at the beginning of this talk was how pathetic we are in general Suzanne. Suzanne doesn't like when i take this tone but um but you know in our culture in our society in the united states the average intake of fiber is somewhere around 15 grams and the recommended daily intake of fiber is 25 grams but honestly how much do i eat in a day well, <laughs> how much do you well the recommended daily intake is 25 grams which is like a low bar they're set like the the food and nutrition board is setting the bar really low for us we're supposed to be eating 25 grams of fiber a day and i like to raise the bar to like 50 grams oh yeah i was thinking at, 70. well 50, 50 grams is, is like a, a in my opinion 50 grams is like a reasonably obtainable goal for anyone and everyone no it's true no excuses but yeah i i I think like 70 or 80. I know that once uh, or probably more than once we've eaten like 100 grams of fiber in a day, which we should get a gold medal. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, yeah, 100 grams is, is, uh, oh, hi, mom. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, you'd have to be eating a lot of, um, a lot of food to, yeah. to get that much. Fiber, it's a, it's so. a gonna, it's gonna be a, big bowl of food, a big plate of food. Um, so yeah, I think it's important to note that, you know, when we're talking about the other macronutrients, the carbs, the proteins, the fats, no, no one's not meeting their nutritional requirement of protein. There's no one on, in our world that is protein deficient. There's no one that is fat it's deficient. In our country, maybe not in our world. Yeah. Well, pro protein de what protein deficiency really means is malnourishment. Mm -hmm. You know, that's really what that that equates to. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah. But my point is, every everyone walking around for the most part is fiber deficient, and the health effects of that, you know, are the health uh, issues that we see today on a large scale. Um, yeah. Anything you want to fill in there before I go to? I wanted I wanted to also talk about gut health, oh, yeah. fiber and gut health. You kind of talked about, you know, feeding the right gut bacteria. Um, no, carry on. Carry on. Okay. So, so the other thing that people have discovered with regard to the microbiome and the gut health is that there is an, a very important nutrient for gut health, and that is. Um, short chain fatty acids and some people even take short chain fatty acid supplements like butyrate and propionate and and those kind of things but those short chain fatty acids that nourish the colon and the lower digestive tract are actually the byproduct of eating fiber so if you eat diets that are high in fiber you're going to have high levels of short chain fatty acids in the lower, lower digestive tract that actually keeps it's a highly protective against colon cancer um, inflammatory bowel disease 
all sorts of things. So increasing short chain fatty acid content naturally with a high fiber diet is really, really important for cancer prevention and prevention of uh, chronic gastrointestinal diseases. That's what I wanted to say about gut health. So should we maybe talk about where people, where people should get their fibers, like what foods? Sure. Um, You know, and we work. So basically you get the idea that we like to get our, get our medicine through the food. And of course there are fiber supplements, but um, (laughs) I think that's pretty sad to revert to fiber supplements. I think that um, it's better than nothing maybe, but what are your favorite fiberful foods? Oh, my favorite fiberful foods. Well, um, you know, fruit actually has quite a bit of fiber in it. I think people forget that. Um, grapes are a great source of fiber. Uh, mango, you can see the fiber in when you're taking a bite of fresh mango. But um, honestly, I mean, I, I don't go a day without eating a leafy green salad. And I learned that from my mom. <laughs> but really, I mean, I feel like leafy greens, they are the scrub brush. They just like go through the intestines and, you know, scrub out all the little nooks and crannies. And so eat your scrub brush, eat greens every day, raw greens every day. Um, but what else? I mean, I know you're a big flax guy, Ben. Flax seeds uh, are a staple in my in my smoothie. And if you're not eating a smoothie, which I highly encourage every human being to start their day with a smoothie. But if you're not, that's totally okay. And you can grind the flax seeds fresh and sprinkle them on oatmeal or a salad or anything like that. But flax seeds, in addition to be a sort, in addition to being a great source of fiber, they're also a great source of essential fatty acids and other health-promoting nutrients. Mm-hmm. And for me, I mean, beans are like, gosh, they're so good. Um, every, I love every single type of bean. And, it, you know, beans are one of those foods that people, it seems like people love them or hate them. And it seems like the people that do hate them, they hate them because they, it gives them gas mm-hmm. or that sort of thing. Yeah. So like we said before, a spoonful of beans at a time, ramp it up and maybe maybe you'll love them as much as i do i don't know mm-hmm. yeah and whole grains are also a source of fiber um by whole grains i mean brown rice quinoa uh, millet Intact things like that grains. um they i when we talk about greens i mean grains uh we love grains and we eat grains they're not as nutrient dense as uh vegetables and fruits are but it's still definitely a staple in our diet and still a high fiber food. So totally. And then potatoes, potatoes are also, I mean, how can we forget, forget about potatoes? Uh, no discrimination against any type of potato, whether it's a white potato, a brown potato, a yellow potato, a blue potato, a orange potato. Um, we love them all. And of course, with all of these more starchy, fiberful foods, we need to maybe reiterate the fact that it is important to also remember some of the information that we talked about in prior podcast episodes about 
fat sort of combination and how high carbohydrate starch based foods are best eaten in a low fat environment. Um, so, you know, rather than, rather than pouring olive oil or butter on a potato, I always say mash in an avocado if you really want some fat, because an avocado is also a great source of fiber. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's got, it's got a very well balanced kind of profile with regard to fiber and good fats and that sort of thing. So this turned into a appetite provoking episode for me. I haven't had my second meal yet, my second snack yet, but, um, um, let's see. That might be it for now. I think that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, we, we wanted to maybe talk about, um, we wanted to maybe talk about the carnivore diet, Mm -hmm. which we just learned about. I, I learned about it a while ago and, a carnivore diet, I mean, we obviously, we're not going to dive into it, but it's just funny that, you know, we're fiber-focused people, and a carnivore diet, carnivore diet is a diet that is nil fiber, zero. And it's just amazing to consider, like, how these people poop, <laughs> and, and let alone other things of uh, that requ- that are required for survival. But, um, I'm I'm um I'm actually inspired to dive into the carnivore diet and investigate a little bit to know how people are surviving. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anyone has information about the carnivore diet, I, we just listened to a podcast, uh, a Joe Rogan podcast episode. Yeah. And just to kind of clarify, these are human beings that are eating <laughs> nothing but meat and water and salt. Yes, it's so. not it's not the cat. No, <laughs> my cat eats eats a carnivore diet and she's thriving yeah we're not but we're not cats um anyways that might be about it for now yeah and thank you so much for tuning in as usual and uh just a reminder for listeners to get more info on this podcast and many more visit altered.health slash podcast this is episode 27 um but that means that there's another episodes and lots more coming and would also really appreciate rating review feedback in any way shape or form and we look forward to continuing delivering content inspiration information to fuel your health your growth and that's all folks all right so peace and love until next time